What's going on, Dolphins fans? And welcome to another episode of Power to the Pod. We usually do these things live, but we got a lot of backlogged iTunes reviews of the podcast. So we're offline today, making sure we rip through as many comments and five-star reviews of the show as possible pertaining to anything and everything on your minds regarding your Miami Dolphins. We're popping a C4. Let's get after it. Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Going on, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. Clearly, got all my apparel here, ready to rock and roll. Director of Scouting at the DraftNetwork.com. And uh, just hosting a group therapy session here for Power to the Pod uh, on this Thursday. Uh, the date is February 10th. Today is Mike McDaniel Presser Day, 10 a.m. So make sure you plan accordingly. Catch that. I want to shout out Travis Wingfield uh, for drive time and doing an excellent first interview uh, with Coach McDaniel over on Drive Time, first extensive look. I know we've had some peaks throughout social media, and I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. So the reason I'm ripping the C4 here and the reason we're offline is because we've had a massive, massive influx in reviews of the show. Most of which are five stars. There are a couple that are not, and we will read them as well. So that way we cannot be accused of censorship here on Locked On Dolphins. So, power to the pod if you are unfamiliar or uninitiated. It is anything and everything that is on your mind pertaining to Dolphins. We're going to tackle it. You just got to tell me what to talk about. I'm along for the ride. So, with that in mind, I'm going to start at the top and work my way down. Today, starting with J.T. Seymour. Uh, thanks for the content. 49ers seem to rely a lot on their fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, one of the best, in my opinion, for blocking and goal line packages. Does this mean the Dolphins will start going to the fullback more? If so, who would you like to see them play? Any draft prospects? Yes, I do think that means that the fullback is going to be an area of focus uh, this offseason for the Dolphins to bring somebody in. Man, wouldn't it be great if Kyle Juszczyk was available, huh? Uh, that's certainly a name that should be at the top of everybody's list uh, because he is a very diverse weapon, uh, but his availability is probably fair to say in question. Um, another name that I think would be worth eyeing is Patrick Ricard, the fullback from the Baltimore Ravens. Now, he's not quite as uh, diverse of a player. Uh, he has 167 career receiving yards. Uh, as compared to Kyle Juszczyk, who can rush, he can receive the ball. Uh, Ricard, 29 receptions for 167 yards for his career, five touchdowns and 11 first downs, uh, which is where I was looking for his career. He has three carries for three yards. Uh, so this is not a ball carrier in any capacity. And I think that's the interesting thing about the 49ers offense is they've had a lot of athletes that are dynamic and can play in a couple of different roles. If I were to look to the draft, uh, there are two names that I think are worthwhile. One is uh, Xander Horvath. 
He is from the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, he's 230 pounds, was at the Shrine Bowl. And then Clint Rakovich, uh, who's another 230-pound kid from Western Illinois or Northern Illinois. He was originally at Eastern Illinois or Western Illinois. He's been all around the Illinois, but he was an FCS kid who transferred to Northern Illinois. Uh, and throughout most of his career, he was a more dynamic receiver than he was a runner. And then this past year, he was elevated into a primary ball carrier status. Uh, but those two guys are 230 pounds in that ballpark. And what they're going to be able to bring to the fray is um, something that I, I think should be of interest in the late rounds of the draft if the Dolphins wanted to legitimately add a fullback into a mix. So, uh, yes, long answer to a short question. I do think fullbacks are certainly going to be uh, front row center for the Dolphins as far as getting the versatility they want and need uh, out of their offensive backfield. Finkel is Einhorn. People, yourself included from a previous episode, assume that McDaniel won't take running back high in the draft because he comes from San Francisco where they don't prioritize spending significant assets on running backs. I think it's premature to say that considering McVay drafted Cam Akers, LaFleur drafted A.J. Dillon, both in round two. What incoming rookie back, anybody from day one to day three, do you think is the best fit for McDaniel's system? So, yeah, I mean, you, you try to look at the trends, and that's one thing that I have been – transparent on from my front is, you know, until that guy's in the chair, you don't know what the ideology that's going to manifest itself looks like. Uh, because the, the Rams had drafted um, Daryl Henderson in round three, the year before they drafted Cam, uh, Cam Akers. So it's not to say, and Green Bay spent significant money to keep Aaron Jones in the building. So it's not to say that it won't happen, but you just try to project it as best you can. To answer your question on backs, uh, of the top backs that are available, I'm looking for somebody who can be as all-encompassing with his skill set as possible, and I think that's probably Isaiah Spiller. Uh, he's probably a tweener between pick 50 and when your next pick comes up in 100, so you're probably going to have to hope uh, either you can move around the board a little bit or you're going to have to reach on him a little bit. I do think Brees Hall from Iowa State, who's a player who I'm not as high on as some in the draft community, uh, makes sense uh, as well. He ran a lot of zone. He was very productive in zone. Another big back, 210 plus. I think those are the two guys who are probably predictively going to be day two picks uh, who would make the most sense as far as backs fitting what we should expect from the Dolphins. Okay, so let's go... Tua did a mock on TDN. Ooh, mock draft action. I love it. 29, Daniel Falele, offensive tackle, Minnesota. 50, John Mechie, the third wide receiver, Alabama. 101, Chad Muma, linebacker, Wyoming. Brian Robinson, running back, Alabama. Isaiah Thomas, that is the edge rusher out of Oklahoma. Cade Mays, offensive lineman for Tennessee. Ellis Brooks, linebacker from Penn State. Trey Turner, wide receiver from Virginia Tech. I love Muma. I like Falele. I like Brian Robinson. I like Ellis Brooks. So some interesting. Um, would like to have gotten another pass rusher earlier, uh, but that's kind of the tough part, right? Is you got to be able to juggle all the needs, and we're filling in the blanks with free agency. Uh, Falele. I don't think he hurt himself at the senior bowl, but I, he didn't blow the doors off it at the senior bowl either. 
Uh, now, I think from a traits perspective, he's probably going to get drafted right in the range that you have him at 29. The question is, is that the direction the Dolphins are going to want to go? I don't know. Um, it's been somebody who I've entertained. I know I talked to some people down in Mobile who think he can play guard. And if that's the case, that opens up a whole other can of worms for him and positional versatility. And um, I'd give this a solid B. I think if, if Falele works out and Mechie gets healthy, you, you got a minimum three starters between those two guys in chat room. So I like that. Uh, Drew Baby 73 with a one star review of the show. One star. Uh, Coach McDaniel was the best choice since day one. One star. Really enjoyed the show during the season. Since then, I find myself disagreeing with 80% of what you say. Flores didn't, quote, have some warts. He was defensively, quote, okay. But offensively, he was worthless as a leader of men. Abysmal. More importantly, you have a dude, what you like to call Burrow, at quarterback. But you don't know it because Flo was hindering his development. That's right. Not poorly developing him. He was preventing him from reaching proper development. If you've never met Tua, you can still obviously see the dude gets along with everyone, yet he didn't like Flo. Miami made a fantastic choice, so don't try and take it away from these fans. When you posted your list of coaches for hire, I spent most of the podcast bewildered by some of the names. My, my guy got the job, though, so I'm happy. If you like to win, you'll be happy, too. Drew, respectfully, this is a bozo comment. We're all in this thing together, man. I want the Dolphins to win, and, and I don't think... Uh, having to agree with me on what I say or don't say should impact your ability to have conversations around the team. And that's all I'm doing is having conversations around the team. I gave you my personal list. Congratulations on your guy getting the job though. He's our guy because we're all dolphins fans and they're in this and we're in this together. Um, here's what we're going to do. Everybody who leaves a review of the podcast over the next two weeks, and leaves their review, five stars. You can leave less than five stars if you want. That's fine. But you leave a review of the show, and you leave your question for Power to the Pod, and you write in at the bottom um, with a time that you've disagreed with something that I've said, but we're able to do so respectfully. going to enter you guys into a raffle, and we're going to draw a name out. We're going to do some Dolphins merch giveaway uh, for commemorating being able to disagree with things respectfully and not feel the need to come in here and stink up my reviews of the show with a one star because you got territorial about Mike McDaniel. So uh, glad you enjoyed the show during the season. I'm sure you're not going to enjoy this episode if, uh, if it gets back to you. So Godspeed. Crossing Joe, five-star review. Kyle, appreciate the show. Would really love to hear what you think of still targeting a top shelf running back. Obviously Shanahan system finds non-premium running backs, but Porter's average 5.5 yards per carry. Terrell Davis, he was at 5.1. Arian Foster never broke five. No idea if it would be worth premium pick or cap dollars for a running back, but you take a system's setup for a player to succeed and put an elite player in that position. Seems like you could have something special. So we've, we've talked a lot about running backs, but what I would say is this. I think there's an interesting team building dynamic here and, and layer to consider where if you invest higher than average in traditionally non-premium positions and you're able to build out the rest of your roster at premium positions with players on rookie contracts and such like that, uh, you can really develop a well-balanced team. So if you were to go out and you were to spend money on a 
Melvin Gordon or a Raheem Mostert as an example, and you still wanted to draft a back in round three or round four, I'm not going to be mad at it. And as we're going to go over tomorrow, when we do the Friday episode, we look at the running back room and it's like, I really would only like to see probably one of the backs out of this year's backfield back, which means you're going to have to aggressively overhaul and you're going to have to invest it. Uh, whether or not that's premium draft picks or not, I would prefer it not. And that's more about the running back class this year than it is about the actual idea of spending for running backs in that capacity. Um, I would, I would advocate for bringing somebody in with NFL experience to play that power to the pod. Tuscaloosa Tua from giant Pooh. Kyle awesome work is always not a Tua stand, but if quote Miami Mike can unlock the Tuscaloosa Tua version, do you believe we can get over the hump and be a playoff team? If we can retain Duke, not a bad idea. Spoiler alert for tomorrow. And put together a serviceable offensive line via free agency and trading that first round pick for an established offensive tackle. Um, yeah, I think one thing that's really easy for us to do right now is to get down on the Dolphins uh, because there's been a lot of negative headlines. And obviously, the the team being implicated in the lawsuit by former coach Brian Flores uh, for a competitive integrity standpoint and uh, uh, the racial discrimination accusations uh, against not just the Dolphins, but effectively the entire NFL, Miami being implicated in that lawsuit. It's really easy to be focused on things that either need to change or, or get better uh, versus where they're at right now. But I would say this is a team that has won 19 games over the last two seasons, uh, has a strong nucleus, has a lot of money to spend in free agency, has enough draft picks at your disposal. If you can get a more efficient and consistent version of Tua Tungvaloa, I don't think he's ever going to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Personally, I just think kind of the glass ceiling that's over the traits that he showcased. Um, I don't know that you're going to get Tuscalua Tua, um, but I think you can get quality starter Tua, and that, if you have a well-rounded team, yes, in my opinion, should be enough for you to be able to compete and contend to win postseason games and make it to the playoffs and win a playoff game. Cleveland Browns did it last year in 2020 with, with Baker Mayfield. I think that's a great example. Listen up, Dolphins fans. If you haven't downloaded Get Upside yet, I don't know what to tell you. Listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. For $0.25 cents per gallon or more in your first tank, people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift card, such as Amazon or other brands at any time. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Continuing onward. Uh, cool poetics. This was a comment that was left in the um, aftermath of the news breaking regarding uh, Coach Flores and his lawsuit against the Dolphins and the entire NFL. It's a class action lawsuit against the league for discriminatory hiring procedures. Uh, cool poetics. Five star review. We are one. I'm a 48 year old black male. I often notice. Uh, people of other races, particularly white people, 
come across as uneasy when speaking on experiences of black men and women. I just want to make the point that whites have just as much to say about race issues as blacks. You have white friends and family members who you know how they are when they're not around other races. You know about white people being racist or not racist as much as anyone else. Your experience is as valuable as any. I appreciate this comment and I thank you for leaving it. Um, I am very much somebody who wants to see everybody of every background and every creed uh, happy and win in life. And I think that's what's really cool about football uh, is having a chance to go down to Miami Gardens and be around the team and be around this organization uh, and meeting so many different fans from so many different backgrounds and us all having that mutual passion uh, brings me back to the, the title, Cool Poetics, that you left for your, your comment here. We are one. My first mock by Brown Cookier Boy. I don't know what you're trying to say with your, your comment or your, your name there. Oh, he mocked us a punter. That's fun. We got a punter in the, in the mock. Uh, February 3rd, 2022. Pick 29, David Bell, Purdue. It's a thumbs up for me. That dude's a baller. Christian Harris, linebacker, Alabama. Athlete. I can get on board. Brees Hall. We mentioned him earlier. Running back, Iowa State. Alec Lindstrom, offensive lineman, Boston College. Think he would fit a zone system very well. Tyreek Smith, 121, edge from Ohio State. That dude is a dude. I think he's going to be a very good football player. Uh, 156, Dare Rosenthal, offensive tackle from Kentucky. I'll say this about Dare Rosenthal. Uh, this dude is as dynamic of an athlete as I've seen at the offensive tackle position in quite some time. Uh, his technique needs all the work under the sun, but from an athleticism standpoint, he's a very exciting player. He's like 320 pounds, prototypical size. Uh, he'll make your eyes pop. Isaac Taylor Stewart, cornerback USC, and Matt Arzia, for punter from San Diego State. I would give this a B plus. I'm not crazy about Brees, but if you get him at the end of the third round, I get it. I understand. Uh, Tyreek Smith, I think, is a quality player. I think you have quality starters in Bell and Christian Harris, if not impact players. Uh, Bell would be a really nice compliment. And he's physical. Purdue, uh, they've ran a lot of their volume in the passing game through him. But when Rondale Moore was there, he showcased the toughness and ability to block on the perimeter, which is obviously going to be a point of emphasis for this offense. So thank you for that. Lawn order. Pun on law and order. Uh, this comment was left on February 2nd, 2020. Kyle, you can let Gruner know I'm interested in the head coaching job. <laughs> For 100 k per loss, I'd be happy to put two on the D-line and have Jason Sanders at QB1. Um, All jokes aside, Brian Flores has always seemed like a very strong individual in leadership and character. I can't imagine him doing this for any other reason than he believes he is 100% right. He has never enjoyed the media, and I can't imagine he is enjoying this process. Sure, he may have may be hard to deal with, but has everyone any, ever said anything different about Bill Belichick? It's very obvious, no matter how legitimate the accusations may come across, that Ross is consistently a problem, and I don't see this team going anywhere with him as the majority owner. Uh, what talented free agent would like to come to the dumpster fire to make this team better? 
So there, there's this is a, a very common perception, and, and obviously this comment was left about a week ago. Uh, so it was right when this news was fresh, right? And um, I think one thing that we have to remember um, is there's a lot of variables on why people in the league make decisions to go to certain teams or play for certain teams. And some of it's money, some of it is living situation, some of it is football. Uh, a lot of it's football, but it's not all football all the time. I look at Brian Dable, head coach of the New York Giants. And he took a job to stay near Western New York. It took what is, in my opinion, a comfortably worse situation uh, as far as the football team is concerned. So as this is still fresh and raw for a lot of fans, I'm sure um, this sentiment will continue for a lot uh, of, of teams or fans, but uh, life is going to continue to go on in the NFL and, and the Dolphins have made a head coaching hire in Mike McDaniel, um, who, you know, I'm going to give him a fair and earnest chance to showcase himself for better or for worse on him being the right individual for this football team. I try to go to into every relationship as a fan of the Dolphins with an open mind and let them show me what they are and what they are not. And that's what, you know, some people ask me, you know, you're, you're pretty, um, pretty neutral early on with, with your takes on certain guys. And I, I believe to be able to collect enough information to speak intelligently on things, you need a big enough sample size. And whether that's you know a coach after 17 games, it's probably going to be too early to tell. Whether that's a quarterback after 20 starts, I think you can make some observations, but I don't necessarily think it's, um, oh my God, there's a spider over here on the wall. Try and keep my composure. Apologies. Uh, a coach after 20 starts or so. I think there's um, still more that needs to be learned. Um, but as it pertains to building this team, I, I think with the dollars that they have in free agency and uh, and what they have from a draft capital perspective and making a hire in Coach McDaniel, who's well-regarded by players that he's worked with in the past, I think there's enough here that we we can really – continue to build on the positive momentum that we've been able to put in place. Let me see. I had had a show from FinFan27. It's a four-star review of the show. And I have to come clean it. I made sure I flagged this one, so I made sure uh, I would, would acknowledge this. I absolutely love the show. Kyle does an amazing job. My only concern is the volume fluctuations. When I put the show on my radio in the truck, I have to turn up the volume to hear Kyle's voice. Then a commercial comes on. When that happens, the volume blares out. Anything other than Kyle's voice, I find myself rapidly changing the volume in order to prevent hearing loss. I'm going to take ownership of this uh, because this is the time of year where I end up traveling a lot. And because I am traveling a lot, what ends up happening is I'm recording on different microphones. And then that changes like the EQ of um, the bass levels, you know, different microphones, different settings. And uh, that takes some tweaking to get back. Uh, so I appreciate your patience. As we work through uh, the volume adjustments, I'd like to think I got it dialed back in a little bit. And uh, I, I'm obviously not on the road as much. We got the Senior Bowl and the Shrine behind us. Uh, I am going out the next couple of days uh, for some Super Bowl coverage. Uh, and then we'll be back before the NFL Combine comes around. So I'm going to do some research and see if I can't get that uh, dialed in uh, for us too. 
Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They are absolutely positively delicious. And right now you can visit Built.com, use promo code LIVE15 and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code LIVE15 to save 15% on your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Big game on Sunday. It's right around the corner. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates on current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please excuse me. I got to go exterminate this bug real quick. I think I got him. Where were we? You're on locked on dolphins. You're never gonna know what you're gonna get. Um, Tim Trebo, free agent running back. Love the show. Love your insight. I've heard a few names brought up for free agent running backs this season, but not Leonard Fournette. Why is that? Good hands, solid downhill runner, far younger than Duke or Lindsey. I think he would have made a lot of sense. Uh, prior to um, the hire of Mike McDaniel. If you were going to go with more between the tackles, gap, power, concepts, uh, I think Fournette would have been a really attractive option if you could get the get the line in front of him, right? And you see what he's been able to do in uh, Tampa Bay and kind of reviving his career. I think Fournette probably no longer makes sense for what Miami is going to run if they're going to fall in line with what we are going to associate with the Mike McDaniel offense. Uh, but with that said, I'd expect him to get paid. Uh, I would absolutely positively expect him to get uh, a fair amount of money. Probably Melvin Gordon got six per. Uh, I think he'll get more than that. Uh, the last piece of news that I had wanted to shout out was a report that came through on Wednesday. And it was in regards to one of the first major hires of the Mike McDaniel reported hires of the Mike McDaniel coaching staff. And that came in unison with a report of a Dolphins assistant coach who's potentially on the outs. Uh, That being Gerald Alexander, who If you can't get Vic Fangio to come in and run the defense, I would absolutely advocate for GA to take over the defensive coordinator role here in Miami. Uh, This is a very, very highly respected coach. And he's somebody who, you know, Miami has been lucky to have the last couple of years. Uh, If they can end up bringing him back, if they don't bring in Vic Fangio and they do want to just kind of try to maintain the status quo, um, Gerald Alexander has had a heavy, heavy role in some of the player development that we have seen. And uh, he interviewed in Jacksonville for Doug Peterson, um, who was one of the names that was at the top of my personal list of head coaching candidates when it first became apparent that the Dolphins were going to be making a head coaching change. Uh, We will see if that materializes. 
I would not be surprised if it does. Uh, but if Miami is going to get a veto opportunity because they're not bringing in Vic Fangio, the fact that Gerald Alexander is now getting attention in other places for a head uh, a coordinator role as the defensive coordinator in Jacksonville gives you the urgency to either choose Josh Boyer or maintain Gerald Alexander. And and I personally would make the, the decision to maintain Gerald Alexander. But uh, Eric Branch, who is San Francisco 49ers beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, put out a report on Wednesday afternoon that said, Coach John Embry is joining Mike McDaniel's staff with the Dolphins as their assistant head coach and tight ends coach per source. Embry had the same role with the 49ers for the past five seasons. It's a pretty big deal. John Embry, um, as the assistant head coach of the Miami Dolphins, he's had some pretty significant experience. He played in the league in the 80s uh, for the Rams, Seahawks, and Broncos. Uh, he was a sixth-round pick back in 1987. And his coaching experience... 91, he was a volunteer coach. Then he coached at the high school level. And then he was at Colorado coaching tight ends and defensive ends and back to tight ends. And that was from 93 to 2000. Then he's the wide receivers coach and kicking coach from 2001 to 2002. He goes to UCLA in 2003 as the assistant head coach and wide receivers coach. Then he transitions to the assistant head coach and tight ends coach from 2004 to 2005. Uh, then he's in Kansas City. His NFL debut as a coach, tight ends coach in 2006. He was there through 2008. So the Washington Commanders in 2010 as tight ends coach, head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes in 2011, 2012, 2013, back to the NFL tight ends coach, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2014 to 2016 tight ends coach, uh, 2017 to 2021 assistant head coach and tight ends coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, there's some pretty significant names on the who's who uh, that this coach John Embry has has worked hands on with uh, Mercedes Lewis, Tony Gonzalez, Chris Cooley, Jordan Cameron, the good version of Jordan Cameron, not the kind that the Dolphins had, uh, and George Kittle. Some pretty impressive player performances under John Embry, and and for him to come in, be the tight ends coach and the assistant head coach, the same role that he's held for Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, this is a significant hire. And um, we still don't know as of the time of this recording on Wednesday afternoon uh, when what the offensive coordinator position is going to look like, what the offensive line coach is going to look like, what the defensive coordinator is going to look like. There's some still major hires to be had. But Embry being this, named the assistant head coach uh, in this report this early on in the process, it's big news. Also, big news, we're covering running backs tomorrow on the show, so you're going to make sure you plan accordingly. Hit subscribe to the podcast, to the YouTube channel, you name it. Kyle Krabs, thanks as always for checking out Locked on Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Make it a good one. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Fins up.